Good evening, everybody, and welcome to the 23rd episode of Limerick Junior Soccer Focus. Joined once again by Aidan Ryan here with myself, Adrian Finnan, also as well, as we look to divulge through plenty of action um, on the pitch last weekend in the Limerick District League. Aidan, no better place to start than Pike Rovers' victory over Balinanti Rovers. I, I know there was a, a slight joke or slight quip uh, between ourselves that whatever about 1-0 to the Arsenal in these big games, it can be 1-0 to, to Pike. And they've been masters at it in the past, in fairness, in the last few years. But uh, uh, Stephen McGann, wonder strike, uh, uh, wins the game for Pike. Yeah, um, I was lucky enough to see us, uh, Adrian. Um, surprised at the crowd. I thought there'd be a bigger crowd at the game, but obviously the rugby match might have put paid to death. So the people that were at the match were very privileged to see what I, I would certainly term as goal of the season after about seven or eight minutes. An absolute wonder strike from about 30 yards on the volley. And uh, unfortunately for Stephen McNamara, all, all he could do was watch it sail past him. Absolutely fantastic goal from a player, Adrian, who had a fairly prominent influence on the game throughout. Thought he played very well. Seemed back to his old self. A couple of games I've been watching lately, he wasn't, he wasn't at his best. But uh, he looked back to his uh, very best on Sunday, along with a couple of other Pike players. And you had a situation, Adrian, where Bala were chasing the match so early. And um, they were on the back foot, really, after after that goal went in. I thought Pike managed the game very well throughout. Bala didn't create a whole lot from play. And were, were reliant on set pieces. Now, I will say that the delivery from James Fitzgerald's set pieces were top-notch. But given that Balinanti were without Aidan Hurley, Josh Adams mm. and Tomas O'Connor, who, who came into the game but didn't start, and given they were out those three, who would have been a huge threat on, on the end of those three kicks and, and corner kicks? I don't think Pike had any trouble giving away too many corners and frees, which they did in the last 20 minutes, but they defended them very well. And as I said, Bala weren't a threat from play, didn't really create a, a chance from open play. I thought uh, Pike were probably worthy winners on, on the day, Adrian. Yeah, and obviously Pike maintain a, a seven-point lead ahead of Fairview Rangers, who we will get on to uh, soon, Aidan. But, you know, does this all but end the hopes of Balanty Rovers on the league front? I, I would think so. I mean, you're, you're, you're talking about Pike now, Adrian, being on 38 points. Uh, Balanty on, what, 26, is it? Yeah, 12. So, yeah, 12 with a game in hand, but... Games at hand mean nothing, they're not points on board. So listen, it's obvious that other other priorities take precedent now. But you'll also have to question maybe where other priorities taking precedent anyway, Adrian, because you know, didn't didn't have what we'll call a full eleven out on Sunday, had the full eleven out the previous Sunday, and didn't have the full eleven out the previous Sunday to that in their defeat to Nina. So yeah. you'd have to question maybe they were looking at, at other priorities uh, anyway. Yeah, could could be the case. Um, Aidan, I suppose it, um, looking at the, the game that was played on Saturday night, actually, Fairview Rangers, as I mentioned, beating Nina uh, 2-0 in, in their game at the Fair Green. I suppose the one um, major thing to take out of that, Aidan, is at, in some ways for, for the neutral, they'll be saying, it's it's very well that Fairview won because at least it maintains a, a title race because, I mean, it could have been very dangerous there with Pike winning if Fairview didn't win. Um, with all due respect to Nina, obviously, I'm not wishing a defeat now, but, you know, Fairview have ensured that there will be a title race for at least another couple of weeks. 
Oh yeah, absolutely. It was vital that they, we spoke about that. You know, you've got to be winning these games, Adrian. Again, no disrespect to Nina, but it was like Balogun out to Nina a few weeks ago and losing. I mean, if you've aspirations of winning leagues, you've got to be winning these games. And to be fair to to Fairview and 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 Pike at the moment, they're they're putting the points on board, and Fairview are keeping the 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 league title race alive because it looks like it's certainly narrowing down to two now. Which is given, which is kind of ironic, Adrian, given that we were talking about maybe how competitive our top six was going to be. You know, the way things are shaping up with with five or six games to go, it's down to two. And um, you know, you got to give Pike a lot of credit. Obviously, they have only the you know they have the league, the loss, and then the two to, to concentrate on. But they have been superb in this league this season so far. Absolutely superb. Only conceded two goals, and as I said. Didn't look like they were going to concede a goal on Sunday either, either Adrian. And the minute Robbie Williams came onto the pitch with 25 minutes to go, you could see that, uh, you know, that we're slagging it off the 1-0 to the pike. But the minute he was coming on, uh, that's what we were saying on the sideline, the few of us that were together, that he was shutting up shop. He took off Colin Daly, he brought himself on, and he said, that was it, we'll, we'll take the 1-0. And they saw it out. Yeah, absolutely. It's an interesting point that you made about the, the top six, Aiden, because we obviously have discussed it in depth for the last three to four weeks. Um, there's two ways of looking at it, really, isn't there? You know, I know now it is a two-horse race, really, uh, barring an absolute miracle. But, you know, the, uh, you know, you can say maybe, you know, Pike and Fairview, we were expecting them to be there. But you look at it then and you can take it two ways. You can say Regional and Nina... Are they stronger? Are they making more of an impact this year? Or are you looking at saying maybe Balnanti have taken Roy off the ball because of the Munster Junior and the FEI and that Ashley and Coddy are weaker this season? I suppose the latter is probably the stronger argument for the neutral, isn't it? Yeah, well, at the start of the season, we were looking we were looking for a, a title race, Adrian. Um, mm. We felt that Ashley might, might, um, might provide that, didn't we, with the squad strength ahead. With, with the players that John had signed and he had a very strong squad and that seemed to blow up there before Christmas. Uh, we were looking for regional, obviously, and Nina to improve. Maybe not challenge, but certainly improve and cause a bit of cause a bit of grief in there in terms of the top three or four. And to a certain extent, they have uh, kept their side of the bargain so far. Um, but, you know, we're looking at it now and we're feeling that maybe Ashling and Bella have let us down a bit. Um, I was expecting a huge title challenge from Valenenti, I don't mind saying. And um it's it's come off the rails in the last few weeks with, with the with the two defeats. And in those two league games, Adrian, it must be noted as well that they haven't scored any goal. They also didn't score a goal against Killarney Celtic in the in the FAI, which is another thing, but they haven't scored in the last three matches. Um it's been a disappointing few weeks in terms of the league, there's no doubt about it. And it's, it's, it looks now at the moment as if it's down to a too harsh race. And as I say, you've got to give Pike, you've got to give Pike a lot of credit. They're just plowing along, getting their results, managing the games well. And uh, certainly the goal we saw on Sunday from Steve McGann was, was worthy of winning any league game. Yeah, I think I probably already know the answer uh, before I even ask uh, the question. But can you understand why maybe Balinantia have tailed off in the league? Or did you expect with that squad that they would be able to challenge on three fronts right to the end? I did. I thought they would challenge us, yeah. I did. Um look, they're they're going to throw out the fact that they've they've a lot of high profile games and they might be resting a couple of fellas. Obviously you have 
a few fellas that are injured and that. But, um, you know, m- m- my uh, my idea of, of challenging for trophies, Adrian, is that you play your strongest team every single week. You've no guarantee that you're going to win win any of them. And your season can blow up in, in, in your face very, very quick. And you've got to keep your hand inside and everything. If you have a chance to win in that league, you've got to stay in touch. Make sure you're you're uh, getting up a few points. You know, even a draw on Nina, Adrian, would have sent them into the Pike game in good in, in good stead, wouldn't it? It would have kept them in touch. Mm. But uh, the fact that they lost to Nina, you know, I think I think in terms of the league, that was that was a bit of a death knell, really. Um, and you were meeting a, a team in Pike who were banging form and who know how to get, get through these league games. And the fact that they scored so early had, had given them something to hang on to. And it's just, it's so hard to break down that Pike defence, no matter who you've on in the pitch. And Bella had a decent uh, front three or four and still didn't look like scoring Adrian from play. It just didn't look like they were going to open them up. Yeah, we, we always uh, talk about the, the Pike experience. And um, one player who is still relatively inexperienced age-wise anyway is is Adam Lipper, um, who would have been playing next to, to Pat Mullins in the defence as well uh, on Sunday. Um, what have you made of, of his season, Aidan? And, and do you feel he could be a, a bit of a successor to, to Pat Mullins when he does eventually stop playing? Yeah, very, very hard to uh, emulate Pat <laughs> Mullins. Um, Pat Mullins was outstanding Sunday. I'm not trying to get rid of him or anything, you know. <laughs> <laughs> he was absolutely outstanding Sunday, given out, given out in terms of defending. Once again, you know, I've seen it several times this year, winning your titles and your headers, distributing the ball well, leading the team. Uh, not getting involved with the referee, not getting involved with opposing players, just getting on with the with the game and playing his football. And certainly Adam Lipper has a, a good tutor alongside him in terms of that. That's a potential Adam Lipper, uh, Adrian. You can see us is 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 certainly uh, redefining the basics of the game well in his in 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 terms of his own performances. Certainly is a long way to go, but uh, look at he's learning from the best. I thought they also had a very good performer, Adrian, in Kyle Duhigg. Uh, that was an interesting went... one. I was going to ask you about it because, you know, obviously you see like Robbie Williams coming off the bench, but Shane Walsh was on the bench as well, two players you'd expect to be there. And I know Colin Daly was next to him, but Kyle Duhigg seems to have played in a lot of the big games for Pike this year, to be fair. Yeah, and I, I, I was very impressed with him Sunday. Has kind of goes under the radar a bit, Adrian, because he's very quiet on the pitch, mm. but goes about his job uh, very well. Playing in that kind of six role and distributing the ball has been a problem for him. And I thought it was a problem for him Sunday, but his work off the ball was absolutely outstanding. Tattling, header, <laughs> covering covering all across the pitch, doubling up to help the fullbacks when they needed help. Uh, for a very young player, I thought he was very mature in his performance. And I thought those three players, McGain, Doohig and, and Mullins, were, were, were outstanding, I have to say. And uh, those two young players, Lipper and Doohig, are certainly going to be the future of Pike uh, going forward. There's no doubt about that. Yeah, certainly. So um, from one end of the table to the other end, Aidan, we mentioned how much of a pivotal weekend it was going to be uh, in the relegation battle. And it turned out to be just that. Charleville getting a 2-0 victory over Janesborough on Saturday night. You go into Sunday morning and you have Mungert Regional getting an a, a invaluable 3-1 win against Crew Park, especially after going 1-0 uh, down in that game as well. Uh, the character that Richie Burke so badly needed from his team to be shown uh, following the, the defeat against Geraldines as well uh, in the Lawson Cup. Um, you know, we... <laughs> 
I can't help but say Charleville top of the the bottom section and and your pick Borough at the bottom. Yeah, I'm I'm sure now yourself and Madam Castle Adrian are already planning the bus, the victory bus down <laughs> through the main street in Charleville. You just want to watch. You just want to watch what time you're going to travel down there because, as you know, the traffic is very bad in the evening. Oh, that's it. So that victory parade with the shields, which you can start planning now, given that Charleville around twenty six points. Listen, a brilliant victory again for Adam Castle and and uh, the troops out there. Warring times for Jamesborough, Adrian, who can't seem to buy a goal at the minute. Mm. Now, by all accounts, Jamesborough played some fantastic football uh, during the match. But listen, you can play. You can play all the fantastic football you want. It's points you need, and uh, Shane Handlon will know that better than anybody. And I keep saying they're running out of games. You're down to four, five games now. I think two of them against Mungret. Yeah. So you know they're going to be they're going to be cup finals the way things are going. Mungret on to seventeen points after a brilliant victory on Sunday morning against Crew. And I did say to you, Adrian, last week that if Crew took the lead in this match that they'd be very hard to peg back because given the experience they have on the pitch, they'd know how to manage the game out. Well, fair play to Richie Burke and, yeah. and the team because they blew that out of the water. And Richie Burke is doing something, Adrian, that is one of the most difficult things to do in football. He's he's playing in the team himself at the minute. Yeah, You know, you're a player manager at Premier level. I've been there myself. It's very, very hard to do it. And he... he, he uh, he uh, he gets a lot of credit for that to be able to manage the team, coach the team, play in the team, and and drum up a couple of results like he has lately. Absolutely fantastic! Huge win for them onto seventeen points. Kuna looking over their shoulders now as well. So you still have three teams down there who are going to be fighting it out. But listen, worrying times for James Brett. Can't seem to get a point or a goal at the moment. It's 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 certainly worrying times for the Adrian, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. And just before I come on to, to James, but again, um, to pick up on your point about about Richie, I know I, I, Richie was the same age as me growing up, and uh, you know, playing against him, I did comment to him a couple of times about whether he was going to come back into the team. But I did actually, on after seeing him two times earlier in the season, I did actually feel like they needed a Richie Burke of old in that squad. You know, he was quite tenacious as as a player, and in that battle, you need people like that. I would have thought. Yeah, and I look. They, they seem to have lost Donny Curtin, I noticed lately. Uh, obviously, Donny's taken a step back. I know that there's he's, rock commitments and stuff like that and family yeah. commitments. I think he was on the bench on, on Sunday for them. And after that, who have you got? You've got Alan Harkin. You know, you don't have a huge amount of experience there. So, Richie's, Richie's uh, will play a vital role in, in the middle of the field for him in terms of his, uh, his experience. And listen, great to see... Young McNicholas, I think he came off the bench, Adrian, didn't he? Yeah, scored, yeah, yeah. Yeah, what an impact. And and following on in his father's footsteps, I know his father's still banging in goals out in the Desmond League. For best of <laughs> Listen, it's, it's, it's brilliant, isn't it? And great to see them getting the three points. Um, a vital three points. We look at their six-pointers, these games. So they're in they're in a decent position at the moment if they can follow through now with the next game, which, which obviously will be another huge game for them. Yeah, certainly the case. Um, Aidan, where do you go? If, where do you go if you're Shane O'Hanlon? I suppose really because your your team is, I assume, just judging by results. Because I haven't seen Jonesburn so long to be honest with you in the flesh. Just judging by results, really shorn of of confidence. And like when you're in that situ- in that kind of mire, where where do you where where do you go? What do you say to your players to try and get them out of it? Well, you still you still have to go back in the training ground, Adrian. 
you have to work out what is going wrong. And at the moment, listen, I suppose everything is going wrong. Conceding goals, not scoring enough themselves. Despite the fact that they're playing good football, age, you know, I have seen them a few times. I, I saw them recently against Kuna, where, where they lost the game, unfortunately for them, 2-1, having led 1-0 one, one at the time. Um, but played good football. But it's all about getting results. And he's going to have to devise a, a plan where they're going to stop conceding those goals and see can they nick something and hold on to it because they need points. And sometimes maybe you have to change the system and tweak with it a little bit. Um, my own opinion, I, I, I've said this a few weeks ago, I, th I thought they lost a good player in Killian O'Shea. I thought mm -hmm. he was going to be an important player for him on the running um, because he's capable of scoring goals. He can play up front and get in behind teams. So I thought he was a big loss for them. Um, but it's back in the training ground. You have to get to work. You have five games left. And Adrian, at the moment, you're looking at trying to win three, certainly four of those games if you want to stay up. Yeah, absolutely. So really going to be a, a nail-biting end uh, for those teams at the bottom. Um, and we're just going to the, the Lost and Cup game and it's one we pinned that was probably going to be uh, close-ish considering regional dispatch to Vashley and Akadi. Uh, with relative ease in the league uh, recently. Ashley Anakadi responded, Aidan, with a, with a victory in this one and a really important one. Yeah, and I got to see this game as well, Adrian. So I was I was busy enough again on Sunday. Um, Todd Ashley did really well, Adrian. I questioned, you know, the reaction of the team when they, went to, when they were going a goal behind, behind in recent matches. Well, listen... They certainly uh, had their homework done in terms of that because they were behind after two minutes in this game. Now, I questioned the, 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 legitimacy, the legitimacy of the goal because I thought uh, Joel Costrain was fouled in the build-up to it. And I also thought Rory Castle was offside um, when, when, when he scored the goal. Now, I, I had a, a perfect view of it because I was uh, behind the goals when he scored. Um, so, in fairness to referee Andy Hall, who had a fantastic match other than that, he had a lot of ground to make up to see if it was offside and, and uh, it was hard to do that. But Ashton came back well um, in the first half, Adrian, without threatening regional. I thought they dominated the game, played played the better football, but, but didn't create a whole lot from play, really. I thought regional were quite comfortable in terms of that. Liam Quinn equalised with a penalty and I got I to gotta hand the kudos to Andy Hall here. Um, Ashling's new signing, uh, Tom Kidd, was was fouled in the box. Now, he didn't go down, Adrian. And as you know, sometimes to win a penalty, you have to go down, even though you might have been fouled. Uh, he didn't go down, but the referee gave the penalty. And I thought it was the correct decision. And Liam Quinn put it away with a plum, won all. Didn't commit it to Cardinal St. Ashling, uh, tuned off. Conceded the goal almost straight away, owned off 2-1. But they came back and scored from another set piece with the centre-half, Rishkoff, who was alarmingly all alone in the box from six yards out, Adrian. Mm. Uh, really criminal goal uh, to concede. I'm sure Sean Russell will be tearing his hair out over it. I thought the goalkeeper was poor. He should have done better. And uh, I thought I thought whoever was down to mark um, Rishkoff was missing in action. And the winning goal came about 10 minutes later. And again, it was a poor goal from regional's point of view. Corner kick put into the six-yard box. And Liam Quinn, who I thought was very influential in the second half, I thought he had a great second half, got a header in and uh, scored a winning goal from about six yards. And you'd have to say, overall, Adrian, Ashing deserved their win. A lot hungrier, controlled, controlled the football a lot better than the regional did. And uh, a couple of good performances. Again, Shane Carmody impressed me in the six. 
thought Liam Quinn was very good in the second half, Adrian. Thought he, thought he kind of dictated the pace of the game. And I thought the centre-half, Richcroft, had a very good outing as well, Adrian. They deserve to win the, to win the match. Yeah, good win for Anacotti and they continue, obviously, uh, the build-up to uh, the two-week cup final, which will be on fairly soon, uh, you'd imagine, as well. Uh, and I suppose Region United now have no time to dwell on that. They have to, you know, bounce back fairly quick as they host Avondale uh, in the quarter-final of the, the Munster uh, Junior Cup, which is on this weekend uh, on Sunday. So... You know, it's uh, you know as as I just said, absolutely no time to dwell for for Sean Russell and his players now because this is a, a massive weekend for that club. Massive weekend for them. I'm expecting them to come through the game, Adrian. Avondale have beaten Bridge, haven't they? And they caused the shock, I suppose, beating Nina. So yeah. um, I I expect Regional to get come through the game. And listen, Regional have worked hard to get to get to this stage of competition. I mean, they they beat Blarney, I think. In, in in the earlier round out of out, out of town, um, and then they beat they beat Villa obviously, four 0 which was the shock of the round, uh, in in terms certainly in terms of the scoreline, so I'm sure sure Sean Russell will will get him back in the training ground during the week and get him at it. I'm expecting him to come through the game and I'm I'm expecting to see a reaction having been beaten by by Ashing in the in that Lawson Cup. Yeah, not to put too much pressure on, on the Limerick teams this weekend. Another Limerick team who I'm expecting to to come through, Aidan, is, is Ballinanti Rovers, who take on College Corinthians. Obviously more difficult when you have a, an away-from-home draw, uh, Aidan, but that, you know, Ballinanti be used to that at this stage, especially considering their, their FAI Junior Cup conquests. Um, we spoke here a couple of weeks ago after they lost to Nina, and I spoke to the, Dave Dunphy at the time and said, you know, he'd need a response from his players. They responded with a win over Clarny at that time and he'll be looking for very much the same here in the provincial tournament yeah I'm sure he'll get it and I think it's a good tie for them even though it's away from home Adrian College Corinthians struggled to beat Real Cross in the last round 2-1 from from uh, from North Tip they're kind of mid-table aren't they in the junior premier in the Munster Senior League I think they've lost 4 or 5 out of 10 games so this is a good fixture for Bella uh, again depending on the line out we'll see who's who's in the first 11 um, you would still expect them to come through the game, and we we look at we want as many teams in the, in the semi-finals of this cup as as uh, as as possible. Hopefully, Bala will come through it. Yeah, and on paper, as we've mentioned before, Fairview Rangers with the toughest task uh, of the round, uh, second placed in the Tipperary Premier League, Peak Villa, who we know obviously conquer beat Pike uh, Rovers among others uh, in in the FAI and this tournament as well. Now. You know, they are second. The St. Michaels are behind them in the Tip League, Aiden, with seven wins from seven. So there's a bit of lopsided fixtures uh, in the Tipperary League. But that won't mean that make any difference on Sunday when, when Fairview travel there for, for a three o'clock kickoff. Yeah, this is going to be a really tough game, and certainly on paper. Now, listen, the game is played on grass, so we'll see what happens. <laughs> but at the end of the day, at the end of the day, this is going to be a tough, uh, tough fixture for, uh, for Fairview. And Having been knocked out of the FEI, Peak Villa will be very disappointed um, given that they had beaten Pike and didn't have fall to, to, to Killarney Celtic. But um, the two reasonable wins, they, they beat Riverstone, they beat Springfield. Uh, they had no game last weekend, Adrian. I think their game was, was postponed, so that won't have helped matters because mm. they'll have wanted a game before playing Fairview. Fairview obviously had beaten Guard for Crystal and penalties. Uh, got back in track a little bit with that. And beat Nina in the league the weekend. So, listen, it's going to be a tough fixture. They're not firing on all cylinders, Fairview, lately, are they, Adrian? Especially their front men. 
you know, not playing as well as I, I, I would have expected. I would have expected a bit more from them. There is a little so, trepidation uh, in the camp, not in the actual playing camp, but around the, the club, I feel, going into this one, Aidan. Yeah, it's a huge game. You know, they're behind in the league. Pike are in control of that at the moment. It's in Pike, Pike's hands. Um, so, you know, it's 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 a tricky one for them. Hopefully, Paul will, will have them ready for it and they'll go out and play with confidence and play the type of football we know they're capable of playing. Um, I, I also hope they have a dry side down there, uh, Adrian. The weather hasn't been great in terms yeah. of the... Yeah, you'd want a dry side. I saw Pete Villa playing Pike in terrible conditions and they were excellent. So I, I would like to see a dry side there. I think a dry side there, I think it was soon fair view if the ground was, was nice and firm, you know, in terms of how they play the game, especially with the 4 3 3 that they play. And from what I believe, the weather forecast is not supposed to be very good uh, as well for the weekend, which, which definitely wouldn't wouldn't help matters, obviously. Um, uh, to finish on the, the a local note in terms of the, the Limerick District League and the start of the madness this weekend with the Divisional Cups. Uh, beginning and, and the road to Jackham Park but to be fair at least when these cups start I know from playing in Premier League we're already out of the cup uh, so there's there's nothing to play for at the end of the season I know at Lunker they're also out but at least for the clubs who may be struggling down the bottom of these leagues or maybe in mid-table this kind of has, has the ability to re-energise the season doesn't it? Yeah it's, it's amazing what the cups do Adrian isn't it? You'll have managers on Sunday now with 20 and 21 players <laughs> uh, turning up for the fixture when for a league game last week he was probably phoning them at, at uh, half ten before the 11 o'clock kickoff to wonder <laughs> are they up out of bed yet it's, uh, it's, it's cup fever there's no doubt about it and it brings the best out of clubs and it been, uh, brings the best out of teams and listen it, it, it's, it's fantastic because you have something at the end of it to fight for so uh, it'll be interesting to see the results uh, come Sunday evening Listen, teams teams will be up for it, and and the games the games should be tight, given that they're they're divisional cups, shouldn't they? So it's something for the for the players to look forward to. Yeah, absolutely, and I, I could be wrong in you, Aidan, but I I don't believe you're a big rugby man, and it's probably just as well with with your fixture against Maru on on Saturday night for for Lunker Villa um on the Astro at seven o'clock. I know it's not quite clashing, but it's not far off. It. No, no, I'll be I'll be going out. Uh, listen, I've been I've been obviously. People know I uh, talking out for the A squad lately to help them out because they've been short numbers. So I'll definitely be uh, making a beeline for that and hoping hoping Sunday to get down to Torles Adrian to watch uh, Peak Villa and Fairview because I feel it'll be a fantastic football game. Yeah, absolutely. And we do wish the Limerick sides the best of luck in the Munster uh, Junior Cup. And hopefully Aiden, we could have a, a bumper weekend in Limerick with uh, two of them facing off against the other sides and another side on the other side of the semi-final draw. So that would be the, the hope, obviously, as well. Um, well. Thanks once again to Aiden, obviously, for giving the rule over all the action from last weekend. He's a, he's a busy man and he'll probably be busier, I suppose, as we come to the business end of the season. We'll be hoping to join him at games uh, very, very soon. So uh, thanks once again and we hope you to, to see you uh, join us again next week.